Today is all about intentionality, being intentional with your life, your partner, your family. Especially in the face of grief. I'm Chelsea Smith. And I'm Judah Smith. And this is In Good Faith. Today on the show, we are so excited because it's not just a conversation between me and Judah, although I love those. Those are great too. But we get to have an amazing conversation that we had with some really close friends of ours who are, drumroll, Haley and Tyler Hubbard. Yeah, it was so incredible. We cannot wait to share this with you. If you don't know them, you are about to, but he is the lead singer for Florida Georgia Line and she leads an incredible podcast. Meaningful Living and they parent three of the most beautiful humans We talk about shared trauma, grief. We also talk about therapy and healing. And we actually laughed about this might be the only couple we ever interview on this podcast. We had to sign an NDA to go do therapy with them in Nashville, Tennessee. And it was life-changing. And we talk about that as well. We are so excited to share this conversation with you, which is ultimately about living with intention. Here it is. Guys, welcome to our podcast as we start another episode of In Good Faith here. We have in the podcast today, probably two of the most impactful people in our personal life. As well as the two people who know us probably better than anybody. Because At this point? Yes, because we, we therapy <laughs> together, which we will get into in the conversation. Tyler, Haley, we are so Tyler grateful. Tyler and Haley Hubbard, here we are. Oh, guys. Thanks for having so us. Good. good to see y'all's face. Man. I know, we've missed you. We do, we've missed y'all. We miss you guys, and you might be the only couple we have on the podcast that we signed an NDA around. Because when we went to therapy, we did sign an NDA because we shared everything. Perfect. Perfect. So we'll try not violate our NDA. That's that's our goal today. Only on this podcast, which by the way, thank you for having us. It's uh, it's a huge honor that you guys would ask us to be here. And uh, Well, I think the first thing that I know one of the things that drew us together to you as friends, and I think really that even inspired us going to therapy together, is the shared experience, Judah and Tyler, that you both have of losing your dads. And it happened in such different ways, but both had such an impact on you as men. Um, Tyler, do you want to share how you lost your dad and what that experience was? I was in college, sophomore in college, went home for the weekend uh, with a couple of buddies, um, <clears throat> To, to go to a Supercross race that me and dad went to every year. And he had taken up flying helicopters, and which was a cool hobby because he didn't have many. His hobby was work, you know, kind of like kind of like me a lot of times. But uh, it was fun watching him do something he loved. And anyways, that weekend he had a, a helicopter crash in the backyard, and we were there, which was tough but also a blessing to be there when it happened. Just one of those freak accidents, you know, and a very unexpected. And, you know, it's sort of, it kind of shaped who I was. I mean, I was 20 at the time, you know, and so it definitely um, shook me and it, and it kind of shaped me uh, to be who I am. And, uh, it, you know, when I think about even the title of this podcast, In Good Faith, I, I'm, I'm taken back instantly to that day and that moment. And I knew this was a big, a pivotal moment in my life. And I've, and I've heard all the stories of people going down, you know, going down different roads after, you know, tragic events in their life. And I knew, okay, you can either do this or you can do that. And I kind of made a promise to God in that moment said, look, I want to, I want to lean on you. I want to trust you. I know you're in control and I have faith that as much as this 
is confusing and I don't understand it. Like I really, I really want to do this right. And I want to, you know, go through the process and the grieving and all that, but I want to trust you and I want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to be the, the story. You know what I mean? At least the bad story. But you're a sophomore in college and had the wherewithal to have that thought process. Yeah. I, and maybe that was just God preparing me, honestly. You know, I, I do feel like I kind of grew up early and uh, had a lot of spiritual maturity, if you will, at a relatively young age. And uh, and I think that was probably that's I never thought of that. But I guarantee you that was a big a big part of why I felt equipped to just, you know, it almost went right into fight or flight or survival mode. But I need to survive this. I had to lean on God and I, I really had to to not to let that be my strength and my peace and my joy. And, uh, and it was a process as, as we all know, but that was ultimately my foundation in getting through it. And it's been tougher at times than others, but ultimately a lot of good has come from it, you know, and looking back now, it's what, 14 years. It's amazing that from the beginning, you knew you had to grieve well and grieve right Mm -hmm. to not be the story that you said you didn't want to be. And, it's funny because I don't think I knew a lot about therapy work or, or any of that stuff or even the terms or whatever. I mean, that wasn't something we really worked on or talked about a ton growing up, but I did, you know, I did hear stories and I did know like, I want to do this the right way. And then, and then you kind of start to wonder, I mean, I remember when people would say, have you dealt, have you dealt with it? And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, what, what's the equation? What's the, What's, where's the book on dealing with it? You know, so there was still a lot of questions and some of that's been been taught to me now and the work that we've done. But ultimately, there is no equation and it's a personal journey and it's something that I had to learn along the way. And uh, but I did feel really equipped and, and safe and uh, confident in my relationship with Christ and that he was in control ultimately. And I think that was just something that was ingrained in me and, and truly tr- I truly believed that at a young age, you know. It's so true. People asking, have you dealt with it? Are you over it? That's the Judah was, Have you dealt with it? Ugh, That's it. Have you dealt That's with it? it. Jude, yep. we, Judah was golfing last week and he hasn't brought this up in a while, but it was so interesting. Judah just hit a great shot. I think he went birdie birdie, which, yeah. Are you impressed okay, with my golf terminology like and, and, <laughs> and breaking on your golf game? But Judah just said, man, my dad would be so impressed with how mm. good I'm golfing oh. right now. And it's been a while since he's made one of those comments that I could just hear from... Mm the depths of his heart, like, oh, I wish my dad was here. And it's in those moments where you realize, no, you're still dealing with it. You're always dealing with it. Grief is a microcosm of life, though, isn't it? It's not, you You, you don't come to a conclusion right. as much as you come to an understanding. Mm-hmm. And I think there's no such thing as deal. Ty, right. let me ask you a question I've never asked you before. When do you miss him the most? Man, that's a good question. And I think it's in those moments where it's big life, you know, had a baby or got married or, you know, even some of the career success, you know, along, along the way or having a tour bus. I remember thinking, man, if he could see a tour bus, like he would flip out. We used to, cause back in the day, we basically turned a box truck into a, a makeshift tour bus for about eight, <laughs> for, for a tree business, a, a crew of tree guys to go do hurricane work. And so he had this creative mind. If he could see what we were on now and things like that, just parts of our life, if he could travel and go to just whenever it's a lot of good things, I'm just like, man, I wish he could see me now. You know, it's in those moments. It's interesting. I'd say similar for Judah that you miss your dads more in the good moments than in the bad ones. And I oh, probably yeah. would have 
I don't know, Haley. I, I think I would have thought it was opposite, but yeah. Yeah, Haley, what do you make of all this? You know, I always thought, okay, I've never been through a huge trauma, quote, trauma in my life. So I haven't known how to deal with grief. But like you said, grief is such a funny thing. We all we all deal with it all the time. And so I've always thought, well, I don't know how to, to handle it or what to say to people. But what I think I've really realized is all we want as humans is just to be seen and just to say like, hey, I'm here for you. And how are you doing? And just kind of like be checked in on. And and that's what I'm learning through our kids too. It's like just to to listen and be there for them. Because again, I haven't had those like huge, huge loss moments. I've dealt with grief in other ways, like, you know, grieving. I'm just learning that I'm grieving different relationships in my life that I thought were going to be different. With Tyler, I think through the years, I try and find ways to bring him up or, you know, okay, when's it, when's an appropriate time to bring him up? And then I realize he probably does want to talk about him, you know? And I think, that might be a healthy grief thing for for a lot of people. I think you make such an incredible observation and maybe you didn't even realize you just did, but you said, you know, I don't know if I have experienced these massive moments of grief, but you just use the word different. And I love that because there's a lot of little grief Mm-hmm. that we're experiencing, yeah. particularly right now in the world, because all of our lives collectively, if we're honest right now, look so different than what we anticipated and expected. Mm-hmm. So I think, Haley, in reality, you've just uncovered grief that we are all simultaneously dealing with right now. But the thing is, we're not giving each other license or permission to grieve. Right. Like Tyler's allowed to grieve a helicopter crash with his dad. I'm allowed to grieve the loss of my dad to cancer. But it's amazing how in our culture, you can't grieve the fact that your best friends aren't your best friends anymore. You're almost like, oh gosh, get over it. But I disagree. I think it's real grief, right? Yeah, it hurts. It hurts to the core. To the core, sometimes worse than the sudden loss of a loved one in a weird sort of way. Right. Because it's unexpected and we don't have the permission for it. But I think, Haley, what so inspired me by what you said was so interesting that you said you didn't feel like you were equipped to handle the grief along with your spouse because you hadn't gone through that. Mm-hmm. And I felt the exact same way. I hadn't lost anybody significant when Judah's dad passed away. Where We had toddlers, you know, just trying to support my husband who is suddenly not himself. So many times I just felt like I don't know what to do because I haven't gone through it. And I think as the supporting spouse, sometimes in grief or like you mentioned, the grief that the whole world is experiencing right now, we think we aren't equipped to handle it or to walk alongside somebody who is going through grief when actually I think we are. And I think that's a lie that we need to not let ourselves believe when we're in the season we are right now or in seasons of acute grief. Yeah. Yes, I agree. And and like we learned at Onsite, you know, you can't compare the traumas. Um, we've all gone through traumas. And that's, I think, what I learned the most. Like, oh, okay, I can accept that I have gone through traumas, even though it might not be the same tragic trauma that anyone else has gone through is still trauma. And so you're right. We have to acknowledge that we all go through it and it, it's not easy. It's funny you say that because I think of your three babies and our three babies and our babies are not as small as your babies. And I was telling a friend yesterday or two days ago, I said, 
I said, listen, man, I need my emotional energy right now because I have full grown up conversations with my 17 and 15 year old. <laughs> and it takes a lot of bandwidth to, to have those conversations. And, and my friend said something so profound. He said, he said, he yes, has toddlers. That's so good. He has toddlers. He said, but you know, Judah, I don't like the practice of minimizing other people's season by maximizing yours. Like somehow, because we have teenagers and you guys have toddlers, that somehow our season is is harder or our season demands more. When in reality, like I actually don't want toddlers again. The amount of energy it took to do what you guys are doing, I'm like, hold on a second. We can go on a date without a babysitter. Right? I mean, this 17-year-old's a built-in babysitter. Now, he's not good at it at all. But, you know, and, and I think that's to your point. Yeah. We just can't minimize each other's seasons and challenges and griefs. It's so true. I think it's human nature, though, for us to do that in conversation. And it's natural to say those things. But I'm learning we shouldn't do that. So you mentioned on-site, which you guys really introduced us to it. That's right. And it changed our lives. But Tyler, is that something you started through therapy really as a process of grief along with your dad or the change of your life with the incredible success of your career or what motivated you to start going? I'd actually heard about it from a friend of mine, Thomas Rhett, who you guys probably know. And we were on, we were on a vacation with him and he was telling me about him and Lauren's experience doing a couple's intensive. And me and Haley already were pretty big advocates on doing self-work to some extent, but we hadn't done it nearly to this level. We'd gone to, to hour-long counseling sessions. Yeah, we had done premarital know, counseling, and we, we kind of had that a little bit post-marriage too, but it wasn't consistent. It wasn't, you know, it was just enough to stir up some emotions and then go about our way, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then send us home. You know what I mean? It's like us. A mess. They rip the band-aid off and then say, okay, have a good day. You're like, wait, you're not going to you're not gonna patch it up and feel, you know. I'm bleeding here. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot. So, anyways, so I heard about it and I was like, man, that sounds amazing. And the way TR described it to me, he's like, yeah, bro, you go out in the woods and you do all these fun activities with your wife and then they analyze how you interact together and they, you know, you just talk about things and all this stuff. And I'm like, bro, uh, and they kind of help you navigate life together and just preparing you for marriage and all that stuff. And I'm like, man, that sounds incredible. Like, I want to go there. And he told me, turn off your phone. You kind of get away from technology. And he didn't give me too much, but it was just enough to be like, man, I'm trying to, yeah, let me go check that place out. Like adult church camp. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. He probably <laughs> yeah, said that too. He probably said, bro, it's like adult church camp. Which is either very scarring or very exciting, depending on the camp you went to as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some people are like, I'm never going yeah, there. Exactly. <laughs> So yeah, ended up going, and uh, the the first time I think we went and did a couples. A couples you for, thing. you did a, a men's like a artist. Oh, that's right. That's and right. then you came home, and he said, "I know these men better than I know you." This was after one day of therapy, and I was like, "Whoa!" Because you know we're very. I feel like we're very vulnerable. We we share everything with each other. And when he said that, I was like, "Well." Now I kind of want to go. And so he's like, we have to go. We have to do this. And and then finally, we set four or five days aside and we went. And we were driving out there. It's like an hour drive from Nashville. And we looked at each other and we're like, I wonder what we're going to talk about. Because, you know, at that point, we were like, we didn't know what we didn't know. Yeah. And we were just kind of going into it blindly. And it was, gosh, the best thing. It was life-changing, as you guys know. And I felt like I learned so much about him, but more so about myself and how to mm. have the tools to work through things together, to work through other relationships. Now we've become very close with Miles and Vanessa, who you guys know well, um, and he owns Onsite. And so we're just 
we really are the biggest advocates of it. We like want to go all the time now. And you guys drug us there blindly yes. as you were. <laughs> drag? I don't think they dragged us there. Not I mean, dra- yeah. Wow. Not kicking and screaming, but just very kind of, we had the same much. reference you did. Like, yeah, it's like adult church camp. You have to turn your phone off and you can't even bring your own snacks. And she was like, what? No snacks? <laughs> I was trying to slip in some snacks. I was hoping Miles wasn't going to see my That's snacks. Funny. Hey, Haley, you know I was going to bring it up. I was going to be like, Haley, tell us what. Tyler told you the first time he came back because I will never forget what he said. I'm closer to those men than I am to you. I'm thinking. Well, it was something around those lines. It wasn't exactly that. (laughs) Something like that. It was enough to make me want to go like the next day. It was provocative. It's competitive at that point. Yeah, I'm not a competitive person, but if it comes to my relationship, yes, I will be. But learning about yourself is a crazy experience. Yeah. I wish I would have done that when I was 20. I like how uh, Miles calls on-site. A lot of times he calls it human school. And that's a really good way to put it, in my opinion, because there's all these phrases for what it is. And people are people have different impressions of what therapy is. But I just love what you just said. Learning about yourself, going to human school is, it's a really, it's, it's a gift that we all kind of deserve for ourselves, you know, and wow, it's important. So I think one of the things that made the on-site experience so great for us is that it wasn't just us by ourselves. It was actually participating along with the two of you and another couple. And as you said, Tyler, walking away, realizing I know not just myself, but know these other couples so well. And I know as much as we'd love for everybody to go to on-site, it's not necessarily something that every person can do. But the sense of community that was established, the sense of, I mean, to me, a huge part of the healing wasn't just between us and the therapist. It was with you guys being there as well. And that sense of community that can be built, that I think there's some extent that we can all contribute to some of that in our lives, even if it's not at an onsite. Totally. It's a reminder of the importance of connecting with other humans and, and just having community. And I feel like in our modern, you know, day and age, even from just social media and stuff, you feel like, oh, I'm so connected to everything, but you're you're only more disconnected from really he, real human connection. And I feel like when you're at a space and an environment that's curated to connect with people, you're reminded, oh, this is what that feels like. And whoa, this is so healing and so important. And this is what I'm created for, you know? And so to your point, Chelsea, yeah, it's just to take that out into the world and and have that reminder alone is so valuable. And then to know that that's somebody that's that doesn't cost money to go or time to go create. You just really have to be intentional with that. And with not just having relationships, making sure they're meaningful and that we are knowing each other and being known. I mean, Haley, if this, you know. If this goes against our our NDA that we signed with each other, but that moment Ooh, that's where <laughs> right that <laughs> moment where you were were hit you know, hitting um, the stick. Let's just call it the processing the, that the processing, the processing stick that thing. Uh, but it just this it just showed the fierceness that is in you, and you are you come in such a put together package. But just the fierceness that I know is in you I'll for your husband for your family it, and it's I can't tell you how many times I've replayed that picture in my mind mm. when I'm wondering mm. why am I why why do I feel like I need to fight for my husband or my kids right now it's like no I have that fierceness in me that Haley had mm. with that and that's, that's why I'm awesome. feeling this so deeply it would meant the world to me too Haley because yeah <laughs> Jesus says love your neighbor as yourself and I think witnessing you not only loving Tyler, but loving everybody in the room and wanting to fight for us was like, whoa, I think that might be a little bit of what loving your neighbor looks like. 
And Jesus seems to promise that that's kind of one of the big ideas of existing. And um, I think that visual serves you and I. Oh my gosh, very, I'm going well. to tear gonna start up crying. right now. This is I, this is a I role know, reversal. Right? Chelsea cries before me. It's probably one of the most loved I've ever felt by somebody who, up until that point, you and I have known each other here and there. But mm-hmm. oh, oh, man, it is such a crazy feeling because I was with my friends at dinner last night and we're like, I feel like I could just go to bat for all of my, my close people. But when it comes to myself, sometimes I forget to love myself. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like that. I'm like all of my close people and the people that I love and, and care so much about, I would fight till the end for them and for all of you guys. But if, if something happened to me, sometimes I'm just like, Oh, it's okay. It's fine. Until I guess until it gets to a point, but it's always a reminder to me to like, all right, well, I need to stick up a little bit for myself. True. And <laughs> he just says, like, just says true. true. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I think it was just so special, just to piggyback off of what you said, Chelsea, <clears throat> learning through your stories and obviously having that close community, but we got to learn through what you guys were going through and you guys got to learn through what we were going through. And it was actually crazy how connected it was. And I just felt like I grew so much from that experience. And so kind of like you guys were saying, let's take that into the world and share things with friends and build that community and, and learn through our friends. Yep. And be vulnerable. You guys got deep into my heart that it doesn't always necessarily happen easily. Yeah. That's not easy for you. And man, it was, I got healing deep in my heart because I opened my heart up deep. Yeah, Chelsea's never been that vulnerable with me as she was with you guys. Can I <laughs> can I ask you guys a question? And But let me first say what I adore about the two of you. And that is, it's a very rare trait and quality. You both want to take whatever it is that you learn. First of all, you both have an insatiable appetite to grow and learn. But you want to be intentional. Your intentionality and application of what you learn is beyond commendable. Like it's it's compelling to Chelsea and I. It really, really is. And there's a there's a childlikeness to both of you that's like, hey, this is what we know. We're going to put it into practice. And I think going all the way back to losing your father so suddenly, Tyler, it's like that that that's you in a nutshell. Though it's like, okay, I got a moment. I got a decision to make. I can this can go good. This can go bad. I'm going to go ahead and make this a good thing. And I don't know where you got that other than God, but Can I ask now, let me quote Mike Tyson and then get your reaction. Ooh, a Mike Tyson quote. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Mike Tyson. Oh, I love Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson says his most famous quote probably ever. It'll probably go down in human history. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. (laughs) So the reality is on-site was great. It always is, always will be, and we're going back tomorrow if we can. (laughs) But all of a sudden you get home, and I loved how you said it, Haley. You said, And we all got to take it to our real life. What do you do, though? Because day one of trying to take some of these principles and tools, you just get hit in the face. That's a good question. I don't know. How do you do that? That is that is the question. How do you do it? I feel like leaning on God. Thank God for God this past year. I just hit people back. (laughs) No, I just kidding. That's not the right answer. I think that's that's biblical. (laughs) I think what, what got us through this year is like, I thank God for the on-site tools we learned, but leaning on God in the moments of like, could this get any worse? I haven't actually been asked that question. And now that you mention it, 
we have gotten punched quite a few times in the face. And it's, mm-hmm. I had one of my friends ask me, how you doing? And I kind of told him, you know, it's a heavy season, lots going on. Uh, and, and he said, well, are the kids, is the family good? And I said, yeah, family's good. And he said, well, let the rest of it ride. And that was so like casual conversation, but it's, it was a text and it stuck with me. And I was like, man, yeah, that's kind of true. Like in the big picture, like, like some of these punches in the faces that we're getting that feel so intense in the, in the moment, in the big picture, they're not as intense as they feel in the moment. And so if somehow I can just step away and say, Hey, is my, are my kids healthy? Is my marriage healthy? Am I going to, are we all going to be under the same roof tonight? Then, Hey, and <clears throat> that's been something that we've leaned on because we find so much joy in, in being a family and growing a family and having kids. It's like, you know what? Like perspective has changed and the hits don't keep you down as long or they don't sting quite as badly. But I still think there's, Sometimes you're just going to get hit in life, and that's part of life. And I know we all, it's so cliche, and I've written probably 10 songs about it in the last year, but whatever don't kill you makes you tough, makes you stronger. You know what I mean? It's like there is a reason, and I do think ultimately, going back to the Sunday school answer, but it's very true as well, is God's in control. And if we can ultimately remember that, even when you get punched in the face, like how is that? What's he setting me up for? What's next? You know what I mean? And mm. that's way easier said than done. <laughs> and I know that, but Amen. I do find it to be true over and over again. Ugh, I cannot wait to sing those songs at the top of my lungs because I am going to need to, <laughs> to Listen, have that Listen, I'm not saying nothing. I'm just saying Tyler sent me a song today that had me in tears. I woke up to it. I'm not saying the name. I'm not saying the <laughs> lyrics. But man, that thing moved me. I oh. needed that song this morning. Man. And I know it's a blessing. Everyone's listening like, well, it must be nice having a world-renowned artist send you his latest song. It is, ladies and gentlemen. It is. <laughs> it's, it's everything it you think it soul. would be. <laughs> like, it's exactly oh. what you need. Oh. Hey, Thanks. can I just observe something that I think is so incredible? Most people, when they get hit, They want to discuss who hit them and they want to blame and shame. But you know what's amazing about you too? You don't even realize what you just did is you didn't even consider who hit you or why you got hit. Your only focus, both of you just now, you don't don't even realize it. That's how you live your life though. Neither one of you wanted to talk about, well, we had some really good friends hit us and then we had a buddy and he did this to us. And both of you were just like, well, it's been hard, but we got to get up, you know, and, and and I guess that's the best answer. Yeah, and I think you think it's normal. Exactly. It is, it it is, is not. not. It is not. You guys have such an incredible gift. Thanks, guys. Well, y'all did too. That'll make me emotional. Um, I got three names I want to read to you, and then I want you to respond with however you want to respond. Are you ready? Oh, can you read one at a time? I just thought of this. Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, no. Oh, God. Okay. Well, now they know where we're going to go with it. So, but then I want to no, yeah, no. do the names. Yeah. No, yeah. I really don't. Olivia Rose. Oh. Oh, just a sweet angel. bright light. Just a bright light. She's a special girl. She is your oldest. Oh, She's your our oldest. oldest. Uh, second name. Luca Reed. Mm. <laughs> That's what he does. He just makes me laugh. Luca's so funny. God, he brings us so much joy. He he brings us laughter. 
Wow. Constant laughter. He's just like a, oh, he's buddy. this lovable, buddy. lovable little soul. Everyone's just so in love with all of them. But, but Luca just captures everyone's hearts, he I does. think. Sounds like his dad. Art Elliot. Oh. <laughs> or our L dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Honestly, Old he reminds me a lot of Elliot. And I, I obviously <clears throat> haven't spent a ton of time around Elliot, but he reminds me of him a lot. Just one of those warm, like Elliot just gives the best hugs. Luca's going to give the yeah. best hugs yes. for the rest of and his it's life. Like, how does a toddler boy know how to just get to know. your heart? Mm. But our Elliot had that too when he was just a toddler and he still has it to, to this day. I don't. It's a, I bet that's a gift you're going to see mm. his whole life. That's so cool. It's so fun. I got one more name to say, obviously, but I just want to <laughs> say that the names are the best I've ever heard because it's also you guys are you know, from the South. And so the, the the first name, middle name combo, I don't know how we missed out on that. But like, like I love the hey, full name. Haley is not from the South. She hails from Idaho. She, that's true. That's, that's true. true. My sincere apologies. <laughs> Chelsea said, let me clarify. <laughs> let me clarify on behalf of my friend right, who went right. to bat for me. Idaho. Um, <laughs> lastly, Atlas Roy. Just constant <clears throat> smiles. That kid is this twinkly-eyed, <laughs> smiley thing that, <laughs> he also just lights up a room. He's he so really happy. Does. He really is. That's the first thing I think of is just that big old smile all the time. He's either wow. he's either extremely happy smiling or then occasionally kind of mean mugging. But not intentionally. He's just thinking about something. <laughs> but he's like definitely looks like he is ready to go he, off on somebody. He's Tyler. He's a clone it's of actually Tyler. Me. Yeah. If I'm sitting there and I'm just thinking about something, I look kind of, I've seen photos of myself. I'm like, dude, you need to chill. You're not it, or somebody like, what were you I so mean, mad about? I'm like, bro, I was not even mad at all. Like, I know. I'm like, Tyler, why are you mad? If you're a woman, it would be a resting bee face. But exactly. Is that what you're yes. saying? Yeah. 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 I love how face. you just say bee. <laughs> a resting bee sting. Why is there not that same expression for men? That's what I want to know, world. Yeah. Can we solve a, that problem? Uh, resting I didn't see this. I didn't see this podcast <laughs> going there, but I feel you. But let's just fight uh, for us girls here for a second. Right. How have you guys done such an amazing job. I mean, obviously we see it mostly through social media, but raising your kids, the love that you have for them in your heart, in your eyes, that just immediately comes out when Judah says those names. What do, what has been an obviously meaningful living? Haley has the most incredible right. podcast about you parenting it. and you embody it. That's so right. I, I know like you're not going to be able to say everything you want to say here in this <laughs> moment, but what's the key that you feel in your heart that motivates you to give so much love to your children on a daily basis? That's a good question. Even when the world punches you yeah, in the face. Yep. Yeah. Right. It's easy to take it out on your kids and your home life. That's a good question. You want to start? Well, I will start. And not to not to put pressure on parents or ourselves, but and let's just preface this by saying we all know that we all mess up. And so I always say, Tyler, you're going to mess up. So this isn't from a guilt place. But also going and learning more about ourselves. And the more we learn about ourselves, we learn the importance of our childhood years. And that's really what developed us into who we are today was really the early years and and, and our parents and how they uh, <clears throat> interacted with us and how they showed us and what they taught us and how to show up in the world at a young age, like our kid's age, all the way up to probably, you know, maybe 18 if you're lucky, but probably like 12. And then it's like, all right, good luck. Here we go. And so not that, Again, that sounds like we're putting tons of pressure, but at the same time, just being really present during those years, trying to be present, trying to remember, <clears throat> let me lead, let me lead by example and let me take all the little things I've learned and, and, and try to just 
and and even to me and and for us, I think in our relationship, but also in our family, it's really big. It's really important to communicate. So even if I'm having a hard day, my dad would never say, "Hey, Tyler, I'm having a hard day." Can blah blah blah. But helping my daughter understand, hey, this is how daddy feels, and this is how mommy's feeling, and this is how we feel when you say that. How how do you feel, or how did that make you feel? And just starting to um, try to raise awareness around the emotions and and um, and communication and just trust instead of. I mean, our parents did a, a great job in a lot of ways, um, and we've gotten to take those those ways and run with them and be able to use with our kids, which is huge, but also we've been able to look back and say, but I wish they would have done things a little differently here, or maybe talked about things here a little more, this and that, or not made certain things so taboo or so wrong or, you know, and you learn as you, as you grow. And it's been, uh, it's just been fun to take that and and to implement it into our house and just, just try to be real and try to be um, respectful to our kids and demand respect back and, and try to be a loving a loving family and ultimately just show love and be present. You know, I don't think there's a right way to do it. I wish there was. I wish there was yeah. like the handbook. But I love what you yeah, just yeah. yeah, you said be present and for your toddler, for the, your kids' toddler years. Cause I, mm-hmm. I know I had more of a mindset of, okay, well, these kids' toddler years, they're not going to remember. Right. And so as long as they're mm-hmm. fed and safe and alive, you know, I think we can get away with things. And what Which we I tell myself in- that about four or five days a week. So it's only applies to the weekend. Okay, Dad? Hey, it's a Daddy great time for the weekend. It's got to work. Gotta Daddy get that. Gotta do what Daddy hey, gotta there's do. a reason I was a working <laughs> mom. <laughs> but the, it's actually oh, the opposite. And science has proven that those toddler years, those early years, those years of brain and emotional development are so important. And those actually aren't the years to cheat. They're as not. parents, we'll have, we have time to cheat. We'll have, mm-hmm. June and I are getting close to it. We'll yeah. have all the time we want by ourselves. It's they getting got their closer. own lives. It's yeah. starting to form. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting closer than we know it. I looked at our calendar and they have four things this week and on evenings. And I was so sad. I'm like, wait, but what about family dinners, no. you know? Aww. And so it happens faster than you know. But Tyler, realizing the value that you just talked about of those toddler years and being present when it's just work yeah. without a lot of reward, except for the laughter and the hugs and kisses is so meaningful. And I think, it's, I think it's important as parents to give ourselves grace too, because it's ironic that in the toddler years, which is when our kids need us the most typically is when we're building, when we're still in the building phase, we're still in the development phase of our careers and, and what's going on. And, and so it's, <clears throat> it's a tough balance, you know, and I think kids, kids are also understanding and they, and they can understand but I think y'all said it on the podcast, which this is on the other, other end of the spectrum. There's a difference in being present and, and, and really being there. And I think Haley said it at one point or some, uh, some highly trained professional actually said, your kids literally only need 20 minutes of undivided attention. Because I may be present or be home, but I may only be really present for, you know, six minutes out of 20 minutes. You know, but if they said, if you... They don't need half a day or all day. You can still do a lot of things and be a great present parent. But if you can give your kids 20 minutes of undivided attention for their development, uh, 
I don't know exactly what the end of the phrase was, but that's a good. Okay, that's you're doing all they good. Need. That's you're doing all good. Uh, I've never felt so encouraged. I can tell you that right now. I went to dinner last night with those kids, and I didn't even bring my phone, girl. You didn't. You did so good. <laughs> right? I feel oh, like I'm crushing so it now. Oh, that's the most encouraging thing, go, Tyler, I have heard. And that, ladies and gentlemen, you can get more of that information on Meaningful Living <laughs> with right. Haley Hubbard, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, um Golly, that is one of the most encouraging things I've heard a highly trained professional ever say. Woo, let's go. I know, Jess, um, who does the podcast and has the brand wow. with me, says actually 10 minutes. If we do 10 minutes a actually day of two. like really yeah, intentional time with our kids. <laughs> Can we get it down to five? Somebody give me a five. <laughs> can we get it? Like, that's the game? How little time, but focus time can uh, I give? Ours, like, think about it. When you're with your kids, you're, like, cooking. You're you're doing a lot of stuff. But then, like, having that super present time of, like, ten minutes. I mean, it sounds like nothing. But even when you're running around with toddlers, like, it's kind of, mm-hmm. it's yeah. all you can do some days. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. One other yeah. thing that popped into my mind. One of y'all asked or something, but. I've seen it firsthand and I think it's really, if I, if I'm being a real conscious parent, any opportunity that I have to mess up or that I may have messed up or done or wish I could have done something differently, we call it the repair, you know, as opposed to the, to me, there's a lot of power in the repair as, and instead of the, and so a lot of times if I hurt those feelings or if I do something that I could have done better, I'll just say, you know, it's my opportunity to show her, Hey, this is how we say we're sorry. This is how we, admit that we were wrong and ask for forgiveness, you know? And so doing that as a parent, as opposed to uh, the opposite, which is my natural instinct, which is daddy's always right. And that's what it is because <clears throat> I'm your dad, you know, uh, is, is well, I also think we really grew helpful. up with, you know, I think a lot of our parents' generation was just like, you just don't talk about it. Like, oh, they might've messed up, but let's just not talk about it. And, and everything got swept under the rug for, for a lot of us. And so, I think that's why we want to do it differently. I think that's why a lot of parents nowadays are like, okay, we want to do this differently because we realize the value of emotional health and intelligence and, and kids feeling safe and loved. And, and it goes, it's also with with grown-up relationships too. It's very simultaneously. It's very the same. It's very, you know, symmetrical in a way where if someone does me wrong or I feel like I've been done wrong or I've done something, there's so much power in saying, Hey, I am so sorry. I, I I messed up and I just want to ask you, I, I know I must have hurt you. And for me, I can literally turn a switch in like one minute and be like, oh, yeah, all's good. Heck yeah, let's go. You ready to go? Like, I can move on. And, and, and there's so much power in that as opposed to letting the ego, which I've also done, <clears throat> let the ego just say, no, I've been done wrong. I, I'm not apologizing or I'm not. You know, and so to to try to teach our kids that at an early age through little examples at the house, to me, just is uh, it's setting them up to hopefully avoid a lot of stuff. And that forgiveness that you're as kid- much therapy as we needed, you know, yeah. maybe exactly. we try to minimize their therapy. <laughs> but, the we told them, we told our kids we'll pay their therapy bill. <laughs> we did actually. <laughs> that's our that's our parenting banding. But to see that forgiveness that your babies will offer you when you know you did something wrong. And you say, hey, I'm sorry, I messed up. And how quickly those babies say, okay, and spring right back to life and love and trust and how quick that repair happens in children is just one of the most beautiful things to see. I'll never forget telling L-Dog, 
our, our now 14 year old who's six foot three and 200 pounds, but he was a lot smaller back then. And I said to him, I said, I said, oh dog, um, buddy, daddy was, was wrong. Will you forgive me? And this was his answer. Yep. Yep. (laughs) And I was like, if that isn't a picture of life, you know, it's just, we just need one person just to say, Hey, I'm an idiot. That was dumb. And I think there's something in all of us that's like that little L dog that goes, yep. Yep. And we move on. And I honestly, when I think of Tyler and Haley, I think of the willingness just to be the first in the party to go, hey, 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 hold on a second. That was stupid. We're wrong. And um, I think you model that both in a a very real way. You really do. And you're not, I'm not saying you're wrong all the time. Um, But (laughs) more often than not, though, I understand. (laughs) Like, that's what I end up saying, yeah. you know? But more often than not. No, I'm kidding. No, that's but you true. guys, you live such a beautiful life. And it's not just because that's right. of your platform. How you have stewarded your platform is beautiful. But the way you treat each other, the way you love your children, the relationship you have with God is just always been so beautiful for Jude and I to see and watch. And we're so honored to be able to get a front row seat mm. watching you live your life One of the things that we like to do on In Good Faith, we do love to pray for people at the end and just give a prayer. Um, and I i don't know what you're feeling, but I'm feeling like people who feel like they're getting punched right now mm. and feel like that punch is kind of defining life instead of what should be important. I would love to shout out a prayer for that group of people. Anybody want to volunteer? Tyler or Haley? I'll totally pray, pray, unless you want to pray. Nope, you're way better at it. Thank you. <laughs> you're way better at it. It's better. You're better at praying. Yeah, praying. I feel like <laughs> internal praying, you can do the external Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, thanks. Well, before we do that, we just want to echo, we feel the same way about you guys. Y'all, you feed into our life so much, more than you even know. I mean, you feed into our life on a weekly basis and sometimes a daily basis with the guided prayers even, where I like get done, I'm just like, I love Chelsea and Judah. And then we look, and then we have such a, a fun friendship that we just value so much and how y'all parent, how you show up in the world and y'all's walk with Christ. And just, I could go on and on, but we love you guys mm-hmm. so, you, so Tom. much. And uh, yeah, we're grateful we get to learn from you guys and just walk alongside you guys in, sure. in life because seriously, we look up to you guys a ton. Totally. Thank you. Really well, that you. goes both ways. Um, let's do more therapy together too. Let's go. Uh, this podcast are pretty therapeutic if you ask me we yeah, okay do. we just, good that's we'll the goal FaceTime yeah. once a week and Let's talk do it. about life no. just do the podcast, <laughs> the podcast. Uh, well cool yeah I'll pray for us and uh, yeah keeping the faith while I'm getting punched in the face is that the there you go Lord thank you for this time thank you for uh, community thank you for Chelsea and Judah and our time together with them. Thank you for letting us get to relive some of our moments where you were so present and so strong and so healing and so powerful, um, which we know you are all the time. So thank you for that. Um, We just want to pray specifically for all the people in the world right now who are probably feeling like they're taking a punch in the face um, to different extremes and in different scenarios and at different levels, but just heal Lord, just protect and heal and just cover our country and our world and our communities with peace 
um, and the strength that only you have, Lord, <clears throat> remind us daily that we are in your hand and your control. And uh, when life gets hard, help us lean on you. Help us keep the faith. Help us um, remember that um, we're your children and uh, we can trust you. Um, and thank you for friends like Chelsea and Judah um, who can be in our life, remind us of, of what your word speaks and uh, in, in your heart, Lord. Thank you for this time again together and, and please heal the world. And also just a quick prayer for all the, the people that are the doctors, the nurses, um, everyone literally who, who are on the front lines right now in this pandemic, Lord, and they're continuing the fight. And I know they're tired. I know they're exhausted. Give them strength, um, please, Lord. And uh, all the people who are hurting and all the families, we love you. We thank you again for this day and this time. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Oh, thank you for that prayer. Oh, Man, that was yeah. powerful. Oh, you guys, guys. have been oh, teary-eyed this whole podcast. I, like, I've missed <laughs> you guys. Oh. Honestly, yeah. your time is so valuable. Yes, and it means it the is. world. So thank you for making it so freaking special. And um, All right. Love you guys. Tell the babies we love them, please. See ya. Okay, talk soon. Bye. Love you. This has been a presentation of OBB Sound, SB Projects, and Cadence 13. Executive produced by Chelsea Smith, Judah Smith, Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Elias Tanner, Scooter Braun, Scott Manson, James Shin, and Chris Corcoran. Produced by Grace Delia. Co-produced by Kyle Venuya of SB Projects. Produced by Lauren Lagrasso and Serena Reagan of Cadence 13. Edited, mixed, and mastered by Adam Masias. Original composition by Colin Gilliard. Production support from Rachel Cruz. OBB Sound is an OBB media company. Cadence 13 is an Odyssey company.